What number is this, Chip? Episode 115. Andrew Sandoval discusses The Monkees Present, The Mike and Mickey Show Tour. <laughs> okay, no, I mean, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short. I'm Zilch. You're listening to Zilch, a Monkees podcast. Welcome back to Zilch, your podcast full of monkeys, and today we are joined by the monkeys historian himself, Andrew Sandoval. Thank you very much for having me back, Ken. You are welcome here anytime, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you. The things that you do for all of us monkey fans, we cannot thank you enough, and you've got another doozy for us. You've got something really cool up your sleeve. And the monkeys themselves, Mike and Mickey, are doing something. Why don't you tell us all about it? Well, in June, we're going to be doing 17 dates. It's the Monkeys present the Mike Nesmith and Mickey Dolan show. And it's going to be focusing on the songwriting of Michael Nesmith and obviously the amazing vocal talents of Mickey Dolan's. We're going to be performing a bunch of songs that have never been played on stage before, as well as a lot of favorites and doing some favorites uh, in different arrangements, uh, but nothing crazy, nothing too crazy, just really, really great stuff. As a Monkees fan, I think uh, it's a not-to-be-missed opportunity. So we're not going to see like a house or trans version of Pleasant Valley Sunday? Well, you know, it's too early to tell. <laughs> <laughs> with with Mike and Mickey, and certainly with Davey and Peter, they always have uh, ideas, and different versions in their mind of, of things that they like to do, and I've been a party to many of them and seen many of them at rehearsal. But, you know, the, the thing is, is that until the show actually makes it to the stage, you never know what's going to be in or out. So I know one of your 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 uh, questions might be about the set list, and I can only tip my hat so much and not keep it all under my hat. But because if I promised you a song and then they didn't play it on the stage at all, you would be kind of angry at me. The Zilch Nation would be very angry with me. And so I say – that I have a disclaimer on everything that I say today, which is that we're still in the early stages of rehearsal. We have quite a few rehearsals left to go. And despite the fact that the show is going to start in about two weeks, we still, we still have a lot of things that are kind of brewing up and uh, it's we're, we don't have a definitive answer on everything that you'll see in the show, but I can say a few things. So um, we'll go from there. Very good. Well, we might as well hit that set list hard and early so you can tip what of the hat you can. <laughs> well, I think Video Ranch had a mailing, and I think that they disclosed one of the, the big set list surprises for this year, which is St. Matthew. Mm -hmm. So I think that, that that's pretty amazing, and that's a song that's never been performed live at all in any kind of version. It was recorded 50 years ago in Nashville by Michael, and so it's going to make its debut. We did a poll on the Monkeys Tour Facebook page, and we we did tally all of the results, which are pretty interesting, as far as the most requested songs from Mike and Mickey. And we actually counted every single song, and there were some really funny <laughs> suggestions in there. But 
St. Matthew was among the top songs. And Michael and Mickey looked at the results, and we we looked at everything possible for the show. And we we had a really long list of songs, but neither of them want to do a super, super, super lengthy show. So they want to sort of keep it contained. And then we've been going through a process of rehearsing all this stuff and hearing how they feel singing it. And so that has kind of weeded out a few other songs. We're also, for the first time, having more of Michael's solo material in the show. So that's going to be interesting. But it won't necessarily follow the same arrangements as people heard on the first national band tour in January. Uh As far as the songs that you're going to hear on this tour, it's going to be great because those two singers have always had such a fantastic blend when Mike and Mickey's voices get together. Yeah, definitely. And, And we're hearing that on the vocal rehearsals. We're actually doing a lot of vocal rehearsals for this show, more so than just band rehearsals, because there, there will be some stripped-down moments where it's just really the two of them. All of what you saw on the first national band tour, where, where Michael did Papa Jean's Blues on his own, which was just so fantastic. There's going to be some moments where you get Mike and Mickey without the rest of the band, and you know, sort of stripped-down versions of certain things that, uh, that have been done in full band versions in the past. So it, it's going to be quite cool. I think their voices are still so fantastic, and it's amazing hearing them sing some of these songs that I never thought I'd hear live. So, And we see a lot of returning folks to the Monkees Band personnel. We've got John Billings and Rich Dart and Coco and Wayne Avers. And then we've got some other people. We've got Cersei and Christian. And, and who else is rounding out the set? Well, we have um, Pete Finney, who was the real star of the First National Band tour this past January on Pedal Steel. He's also going to be playing some guitar and some other things. There's a lot of guitar parts on these Monkees records. So uh, he'll be picking up some of that. And we also have a utility guy named Paul Kramer, who is going to be playing some fiddle, uh, some violin, in its other name, I guess, uh, some banjo and uh, some guitar and, and a bunch of other instruments, hopefully, uh, to fill out some of the sounds that you hear on some of the Nashville 68 Nesmith recordings. And... We have Alex Jules is going to be singing backing vocals and playing some keyboards, too. And he's recently worked with Coco on her solo shows. And, of course, the lovely Cersei Link. Right. Well, you mentioned Christian and Cersei in the the opening thing, and they're fairly integral to anything Nesmith these days. So so they were a must-have in the band and certainly at the outset of it. And Christian's taking a greater role in this tour as far as uh, vocal arranging and musical direction and things like that. So it should be, uh, should be really interesting. We're, we're, we're kind of changing it up. It's going to be visually different too, uh, with not as many visuals, um, more of just a music tour. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of surprises as well. Now, I know that you're as much a fan as I am and everybody that's listening. You, that's one thing that you've maintained over the years and held on to is, is your fan love. What moments when you're at these rehearsals are you getting those fan moments when you just smile from ear to ear? What's, what's putting that on your face? Well, hearing the songs that I really want to hear, which are the more obscure songs. I mean, I, I never sort of advocate on the behalf, though, of dumping all of the songs that I don't like or songs that are, you know, have been played many, many times. I mean, some people say, oh, well, I don't need to hear them do that again. But what I always remember is that for some people, this is their first Monkees show that they're ever going to see. And there are many of us who have seen them multiple times or we're lucky to see them over the course of many decades. But for, for some people walking into these theaters or places this year, it's the first time they've ever seen Michael Nesman. I've seen a lot of that online, a lot of people... A lot of my friends are actually writing to me and saying, boy, I never thought I'd get to see Michael Nesbitt. And I thought, well, gosh, you had a chance to see him in 2012 or 2013 or 2014. And they, they didn't get a chance to see him. It just didn't work out. So, so I, I still look at, I look at it as an intense fan, but I, so, so the moments when we can inject something that will really please the intense fans like myself make me very, very happy. But I also look at it from the part of a producer trying to put on a show that's going to make a lot of people in the audience happy. And and by saying that, you don't have to just go for the general audience. You can hit both things. And I think since 2011, they've been doing that. I used to go to all the monkey shows starting in 1986, and I was always so disappointed in the shows. Um, It was great to see the guys, but I always kind of felt like 
well, they, you know, they could have done the set list better or they could have uh, not done, you know, weird rearrangements of the songs or they could have, you know, been a little more faithful to the records and not had a heavy metal guitar solo in the middle of, you know, this song or whatever. And when I finally got in the mix with them to bring about some of the things that I'd hoped to see on the stage, it was really, uh, really fun to see that. So I just... I count my blessings with every little little bit of nuance. The, the little details are what make me happy in, in the show. Now, since we're talking about a tour called The Monkeys Present, The Mike and Mickey Show, let's let's talk a little bit about the album present. Did, did you have a favorite track off that that we could play? Uh, yeah, I think, um, well, Good Clean Fun is one of my favorite tracks. Well, let's tee that up right now. my face and starts to erase all the gloom and the sun with a kiss begins to dismiss the memory of my life without you well it seems like yesterday that my path took me away although I know it's been at least a year but now my path heads home and your patient time alone Brought me even closer to you, dear And this plane gets closer Every minute I look down To a watch that keeps looking back at me And it says to me, be patient, son You've waited this long But how can I be strong? Son, you've waited this long How can I be strong? Well, the plane's finally down And the engine stopped their sound I look in the crowd and there you stand And the gap that once was time Is forever closed behind Cause I told you I'd come back And here I am Yes, I told you I'd come back And here I am This is Michael Nesmith, and you are listening to Zilch. As far as the tour name, is it the Monkeys Present or the Monkeys Present? What are what are we looking at? I think it's the Monkeys Present. Yeah, Monkeys Present the Mike and Mickey Show or the Mike Nesmith and Mickey Dolan Show. Because there's even some argument among the fans. What is that album called? Right. Well, <laughs> as far as I know, when I've talked about it with Mike and Mickey, they have both said the monkeys present. So at the time, it could have meant the monkeys present, which was just the three of them, you know, with yeah. Davey. And it could, that could be, uh, you know, but there's more, there are more monkeys that are present on Earth right now than just Mike and Mickey. But uh-huh. it's more or less, it's a play off of the, the album. And it's also highlighting that this isn't the monkeys, this is... The, the monkeys brand presenting Mike and Mickey, okay. uh, which is something apparently they've been talking about doing since the sixties when they got on the TV set, um, making the shows, the, uh, the sort of camaraderie the, the four of them had was, was intense, but really they kind of split off into two factions. Davey and Peter kind of, uh, had their thing going and Mike and Mickey had their thing going. So, so in a way, Mike and Mickey always sort of had this sort of, I guess, rapport that hopefully we're going to see pour all over the stage. <laughs> now, one of the biggest challenges as somebody who's helping design the tour, put it together with the guys, is you just came off this incredibly successful tour celebrating the Monkees' 50th anniversary. What were your challenges to make this new, unique, and different? Well, there were actually no challenges. The, the The real challenge was getting Michael and Mickey to agree to go and do these shows. So 
you know, that's always the thing that takes the longest. I mean, I think it's important to kind of look back on the history of my work with them um, as a tour producer. You know, I began talking with the Monkees about touring in 2009, and it didn't get onto the stage until May of 2011. The whole process of getting them to even agree to be in the same place and do the shows took a couple of years. And you think it was about 10 years between when they had last performed together. That was Mickey, uh, Davey, and Peter. And <clears throat> I've read a lot of comments, and I was even looking at some comments today online, people talking about, well, why does Michael Nesmith all of a sudden seem to be out touring and doing all this stuff now? You know, he never did it when Davey was alive. And, you know, was he just waiting for Davey to die so he could go on stage and that is really, really upsetting to me. It really is. I just, I read that and I, I get really angry and I feel really bad because they don't really know these people. And I'm not saying that in a, in a high-handed way, like, well, I know them personally and they don't understand. I'm saying it in, in a way of, even as a fan, I think, God, why would you think stuff like that? I mean, I will tell you in 2011 that Michael Nesmith was more than prepared to come back and do a show with, the four monkeys and he sent me emails which I you know have detailing what he wanted to do and we talked about it and we were all set to do it and it just did not work out and there are a lot of things in that first tour with Davey didn't work out the way we intended obviously we intended to go on and do more shows but there were a lot of internal business things that we had to deal with and you know a lot of private stuff going on of personal stuff going on and it's a shame that it never happened but it wasn't because Michael was a jerk and didn't want to be on stage with Davy Jones. That wasn't the case at all. Uh, and so it makes me feel bad inside. And it's the same thing with this year and Peter not being present for the Monkees Present. Um, it has nothing to do with Peter and Mickey and Michael and their relationship. It has to do with the fact that he was totally wiped out from all the travel we did. We did 66 dates in four different countries in 2016. And I, it took me a year to recover, and I'm substantially younger than these guys. And I, all I can say is that Peter said, listen, you know, maybe I can do local appearance here or there, but I can't – I'm not really up for doing any touring right now. You know, get back to me. And Peter, thankfully, I've spoken to a lot recently, and he is feeling much better and more rested. So, you know, I think you'll hear, you'll hear and see him on stage more soon on his own. But I'd already, in the meantime, set up this thing for Michael and Mickey, which is kind of a one-shot deal. You know, I don't know if we'll ever see this repeated. I mean, if we do, I, I would be very, very happy. But these 17 dates may be it. You know, it may be it. And when uh, when Davy Jones came back and did the tour in 2011 with people with uh, with uh, sorry <laughs> with the Monkees, um, a lot of people said, "Oh, you know what? I'll see them next year." But there was no next year, <laughs> you know. And so every year that I do this tour, I try and do something a little bit different. I think the shows in 2012 were quite different from the ones in 2013. I didn't do the 2014 tour, uh, although the set list was pretty similar to 2013. But, you know, then with uh, Mickey and Peter, we did pretty radically different shows in 2015 and 2016. And we changed the show a lot throughout 2016. We had a new album. So every year is different. And every year is a challenge just to get everybody healthy and ready to go on stage and, you know, into performing these songs. But um, there's such a great repertoire to draw from. It's, it's really a lot of fun, you know, to, to put together and, uh, and look at the different things we can do each time. Well, you know, you were talking about uh, Peter Tork, and it's so good to hear his newest album that he's got out, the uh, tribute to lead belly relax your mind and he's doing what he wants to do and these these guys are not kids by any means they certainly earned the right to be who they are and what they want to be and you would think that uh i mean the, the music of the 60s it was all about freedom right and it's it's what we want for ourselves but it seems like we have these roles of what we expect from entertainers and i know that i feel and I have nothing to base this on except by what I've seen, but it seems like over the last few years, Michael Nesmith has really come to grips with the, what the monkeys mean to him and mean to the fans more than anything. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, just 
part and parcel of that. I'd, I'd like to say, like, I'm a fan of all four of them uh, as, as a group and individually. I don't have a favorite. So I think that that's why I managed to keep working with them for so long, because I, I don't really favor any one guy uh, in, in this thing. And I kind of see that all of them need their space and their time, and they all have individual talents. I mean, I think that was always one of the things that, that made them so appealing to me. But when they come together to do something, it's, it's so extraordinary. And it's rare, too. Uh, Michael certainly has come to grips with, you know, what it is that fans like about the monkeys and what it is he appreciates about the monkeys. And also, I mean, seeing him return to his first national band music, I think that's probably one of the greatest revelations. I mean, seeing those shows in January was such a thrill for me personally. I love those records just as much as I love a lot of monkeys albums. So, um, you know, I think it's, he's continuing to kind of grow, uh, in in his appreciation and understanding of his past music. And I'm really hoping that he does new music. I know he put out uh, Dance of Mother and Child for Mother's Day online. And, you know, I'd really like to see Michael writing and recording more new material if, if he ever decided to do that. Agreed. And you kind of summed it up perfectly that these guys have this way of working together, and it's great when they come together. We are really blessed as fans to be able to have seen them in these different permutations, different ways of being, you know, different lineups, because there's so much gold that you get out of each different incarnation that's kind of unique to its own thing. Like, for example, there's stuff that we're going to hear that we will never hear again, most likely, if, if they all, like, let's say all three of them go out on tour, we may never hear what's what's coming up on this 17-date run of the of these shows. That's right, because there are certain things that they fall into when the three of them get together that they won't necessarily do on this tour. I mean, for instance, for Pete's sake, which is, you know, one of Peter Tork's great songs, Mickey rarely ever sung it on any of the Monkees tours because Peter always sang it. So, you know, we'll return to having Mickey sing it like he did on the record. And there were other certain songs that Peter had adopted over the years that he loved singing. And frankly, everybody else, you know, in the band, they loved him singing it too. But I've encouraged Mickey to sing some of the songs he sang on records that that he wasn't doing on stage uh, for this show. And, you know... Also, Michael dipping into more of his monkeys material that he just because he wasn't on so many of the tours, there's still so many songs that he's never done on stage. It's it's really, really a lot of fun. And I remember seeing footage at the Troubadour of Mike at the recent First National Band shows, and he just had this look like he was happy and overwhelmed almost by the love for that music and and the stuff that we haven't been able to hear, and we're going to be able to hear some stuff that we've never heard on a monkey stage ever. So this is going to be fantastic. Yeah, he really was. He was really overwhelmed, and, and I think he's still aglow with a lot of that enthusiasm that he got from the audience. So, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the, the crowds and the audiences seeing this show and, and hearing this music. And... I think that's one thing about the live experience that is so incredible that, that, you know, that in our lifetime we got to see these people whose music has meant so much to us. We get to see them in person. And a lot of people grumble about ticket prices and stuff, the, you know, and also they grumble about why aren't the monkeys playing in my hometown. <laughs> it, it kind of – I can get into a little bit of that with you just so people on, online understand that uh, the ticket prices aren't set by the monkeys. They're set by the venue, and it's if the if the monkeys were say playing a huge stadium, the ticket prices would be much cheaper. Mm -hmm. They could amortize the costs of the show. The, the 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 promoters of the show could amortize the costs over a, a big bunch of people. But the monkeys are playing smaller places, and they don't have an audience that is in the tens of thousands. And frankly, I, I'd rather see them in a smaller place. So. In order to cover all the costs of this big band and a crew and buses and tr a truck and, and all sorts of other stuff that we have to carry around to do our show, you know, the monkeys have to make a certain amount of money um, that is uh, 
covering those costs. And you'd be surprised at how little money there really is left over after they've paid for all of those people and the truck and the buses and all this other stuff, hotel rooms and plane flights. It's really boring for fans to hear about this, but that's kind of the reality of it. Uh, so the on the other end, the buyers are guaranteeing that the monkeys get so much money for each show. And so they have to make it back in the ticket prices. And that's how they set the ticket prices, not the monkeys. It's them. And same thing goes for the merchandise. The monkeys have nothing to do with the prices of the merchandise. It's all set by Warner. And Warner also takes an override of everything that we do on tour because of the use of the name The Monkeys. Uh-huh. If we went out and didn't use The Monkeys' name, it would be possibly less expensive, but also some people might not even come to see the show. It, it, it's, a real, it's a real double-edged sword. So the other thing about where we're playing on this tour, what happened was Michael and Mickey gave us a window to work with of when they were available, when they were not doing other things. And we actually had wanted to do more dates and we looked at other things. We had lots of offers from lots of other places to play, but we could only squeeze so many into this round of these weeks within the time frame that we were given. And so therefore we can't play every market and every venue. And then sometimes we've gone to places where they've never really played before Uh, on some of the different tours and we find out, well, there's a reason because, you know, they only have a couple hundred fans in this place and they're playing a place that holds a thousand. And, uh, you know, where are all the other fans? So I'm sad to say that, that, uh, you know, the tour is not going to be extended beyond these 17 dates. It is what it is. If you travel in to see the show, it's great, but we are going to make some audio recordings of this, of the show. And uh, Michael and Mickey plan to have a live album out of the show at some point, professionally recorded, uh, so everybody can hear it because they really believe that what they're doing for this show is really important. I don't know if you heard me fall out of my chair just there, but they're going to do a live album based on this. That's right. There is not a live DVD coming. Uh, so if that's the other question, and you can all throw your rotten tomatoes at me now, but uh, uh, if <laughs> But you are going to get a live album from the tour for sure. I, they're both in agreement on that, and uh, we're going to record some of the shows. I don't quite know which ones yet, but maybe quite a few of them. And uh, we will be putting out a live recording from this tour. And that's the first time we've done one of those. We recorded a lot of the other shows over the many tours that I've done, but we've never all come to an agreement about how to put them out or when to put them out or anything else. But this time we've got a plan, and we're going to do it. Wow, fantastic. Now, this is the, these 17 dates, they also include two shows in Canada, which represents Mike Nesmith's first Monkey concert since the band played there in, what, 1969? Yeah, that's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting to wow. get to go to Yeah. Now, there are tickets and VIP packages that are available. And if what I'm reading here is correct, VIP packages will include access to soundcheck, that's right. So it's about a 45-minute experience, which is uh, you get to come into the soundcheck and see the monkeys, or Mike and Mickey rehearsing, as it were, with the with the backing band. And the plan is what we did in 2016. We had uh, we had them do a few of the songs that weren't in the regular set list. So if things don't quite make it onto the show for this year, but have been rehearsed, uh, they'll probably make it into the soundcheck show. So there's something unique for the, the fans who come to the soundcheck show. And also you get a hardbound version of this year's tour book, which is uh, put together by me. It's all photos of Michael and Mickey from the 1960s mostly, and uh, a lot of unpublished photography. There will be a commercial version of it available on the the, the merchandise table from Warner Merch. But if you come to the soundcheck, you're going to get a hardback version of it like you did in 2016, and it will be autographed by Michael and Mickey. And you also get the commemorative VIP laminate. So, Right. But there are no actual meet and greets on this tour, just so you know. The main thing is trying to keep the guys healthy and happy. And when they have time off, they're really going to have time off. And also, uh, if you want to meet and greet them, you can do so on their solo tours. Why don't we pick another song off present? Let's see. Um, this, is a sh- this is a song that won't be on the show for this year, but I really love it. It's by... Uh, it's by Boyce and Hart and sung by Davy Jones and one I use in the pre-show tape, which is uh, Looking for the Good Times. Ah, yeah. We love that song here. 
better life than you've been living, girl. You can share it all. There's things to do that you ain't thought of yet. You can share it all. So let me be the one to do the giving, girl. You can share it all. You find the things you thought you couldn't get. This is Mickey Dolan's of the Monkeys, and you're listening to Zilch. I want to tell you, I really loved the handmade box set that you made for the Monkeys Present. It, it was just a fantastic thing, and I'll be honest with you, that album never really opened up to me. And the same with Instant Replay. Those two handmade sets were just unbelievable. Thank you so much for all the hard work. As someone who has really enjoyed the, the handmade set for this, are there going to be any rarities from that that are going to be on the set? As far as I know, no. Um, because the things that I think about when I think of that Monkeys Present handmade set, I think of all those backing tracks for all those Michael Nesmith songs that are incomplete. And certainly we revisited a lot of those in the pre-production for Good Times. So I tried to, I sent him a bunch of stuff to listen to and said, hey, do you want to write lyrics to any of these things? Do you want to finish up any of this stuff? And you know, I presented him with some of the other earlier things, like Where Is It All Gone from the Headquarters Handmade Set. And he just said, you know, none of this stuff really means anything to me. I'm not really hearing anything. Uh, no. <laughs> so so, uh, so nothing really occurred with that. You know, uh, as far as things making it to the set list, I mean, we looked at just a ton of possibilities. Mickey had a lot of suggestions of a lot of songs from Michael's catalog that he really wanted to hear in the show. So I think there's a heavy weight on that. But... uh also, there are so many songs from, say, Pisces Aquarius, even, that haven't made it into the show before or you know, haven't made it into the show for a long, long time. So uh, I was sort of advocating on behalf of some of those things as well. And even some of the earlier albums, like, um, you know, some stuff off the first album, um, there are still some things that really haven't been played like the original recorded versions. And so we're going to see maybe they'll do them like, like the actual records. Uh, for this next tour. And Andrew, of course you know, since Zilch has been around, since at basically every monkey's thing that's been going on, we've had exclusive Zilch buttons that we give away at the shows. And they are going to be on this tour. I'm sure you're not that surprised, right? I am not falling off my seat in <laughs> surprise, but I am excited. And I'm always happy to meet people who uh, come out to the shows. I try and always stop and say hello to people, even though they see me running around. They're like, why are you so busy? Well, I'm usually doing about five or six different jobs on the, on the tour. So, um, so if you see me running and you say hello, I will definitely stop and say hello and thank you for coming out to the show. And if I don't get to see you, I'm thanking you right now for supporting the guys and these tours. I really, really do appreciate it. It's really been wonderful, not only for you guys to, and gals, all to come out and see the monkeys over these years, but to support them doing all of this really incredible music and art, uh, which they hadn't, you know, they, there's so many decades where they didn't even do anything. So for people to be sort of blasé about the fact that they're going out and doing these shows, I, it's, that's, that's what kind of grates on me a little bit sometimes. You know, you don't have to come and see every show and you don't have to buy every record or certainly not every reissue of every record that comes out. It's all your choice. But I think the fact that they're out there doing it is really a testament to the fact that their commitment to the fans and their commitment to music. So I'm really, really proud of them, and I'm really proud of their fans because if it wasn't for them, they wouldn't be doing this at all. I agree 100%. So true. Like I said, there's going to be these exclusive buttons with Mike and Mickey on them. You don't have to pay for them. They're just going to be given away. You can only get them live at these shows. Mickey and Mike are going to be playing at some places that they've never played before, 
like for example that beautiful Bob Hope Theater in Stockton, California. That is that's going to be a real nice thing. That's a beautiful place, and you've got the Mountain Winery, Saratoga, California. That you know we could run down everything, but you guys got to get out there, show your support, show your love, and wear a zilch button, right? Exactly. Yeah, the, you know the Mountain Winery brings back a lot of memories. I mean. More so putting together this tour than any other. I've been looking back and thinking about the other tours I've done, especially since the timing is so odd that I'm, you know, I see in online in my memories, well, geez, you know, this time seven years ago, I was in England with the monkeys, you know, prepping this tour. I was in Florida doing this. It's, it's oddly, uh, uh, synchronistic. Uh, but, uh, I really think back to the mountain winery when we did that with Davey and, uh, Mickey becoming really overcome with emotion singing the Porpoise song at that show, and he started crying during the middle of it. And uh, it was just, it was really an incredible moment. And then coming back and doing the same venue with Michael Nesmith, and the thing I remember about that is less emotional and more funny, which was that he had a tour bus driver that dro drove his tour bus off the side of the road going up there. So uh, nobody was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> one of those things is a touring thing you always remember hey oh that was the place where we drove the tour bus off the side of the off the road so um and you know i went there with my british invasion tour so i'm looking back to i'm looking forward to going back to mountain winery uh, it should be really fun it's a beautiful outdoor venue in northern california not far from san francisco and oakland and and uh, all the other places up there so um so come out and see us if you can should we do a rundown of the dates so The Monkeys Present, The Mike and Mickey Show, opens up in Chandler, Arizona at the Chandler Center for the Arts on June 1st, and that show is just about sold out. There's a few tickets left, but it's getting pretty close. I think that show is going to be totally packed. And then we're returning back to Los Angeles the next day for the Orpheum Theater, which is in downtown L.A., and that's a great, 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 beautiful theater. It's one The Monkeys have never done before, so I'm looking forward to it. I've seen a lot of other artists there. really, really like it. And we're coming back to San Diego Humphreys concert, Concerts by the Bay, which is a venue that we've done on previous tours, including with Michael, um, about five years ago. And that's a really, really nice thing. You get to look at all the boats and hear the music. Then we're doing the Grove of Anaheim on June the 5th, and that's uh, near Disneyland, near Angel Stadium. It's actually right next to Angel Stadium, if you like baseball. And that is a place we did a couple of years ago with Peter and for, for the Good Times tour. We're going to go up the coast to the mountain winery, Saratoga, California, and that's a place we played, I guess, at least two times before on the 2011 tour and the 2013 tour. Really beautiful outdoor venue, outdoor sort of amphitheater with uh, wine, as, as the name implies. And then we're going to Stockton, California on June the 8th, Bob Hope Theater. It's a venue I've never been to, but they've hosted a lot of shows recently, and I have some friends who've been there, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Should be interesting. We're going to do State Line uh, Nevada at Harrah's on June the 9th, and that's a very small show, and that is just about sold out as well. There are just a handful of tickets left for that. So if you want to go to that show, I'd buy them now. We're also going back to the Paramount in Denver, which I think we've done before, and Denver is just beautiful. I haven't been there in a few years. Looking forward to that. That's on June the 12th. We're playing in Chicago at this Copernicus Center on June the 14th, and that's a new venue for us. Previously did the Chicago Theater, I think, in 2012, and uh, I think we didn't play Chicago proper on the uh, on the second Michael Nesmith tour. So this is a really nice vintage venue, and looking forward to it. And that show is pretty pretty close to getting sold out as well. We're also playing in Huber Heights, Ohio, on June the 15th at the Rose Music Center at the Heights, and that's a really really nice place we've done before. And that's a big outdoor sort of space. And I think there's some sort of, uh, I think it's that one or the Kane Park one where there's some sort of thing where there's a barbecue that's included in the whole thing. So you can come out, bring your picnic, and watch the monkeys. The next show is June 16th, Cleveland Heights, Ohio, Kane Park, Evans Amphitheater. And that should be really nice as well. And then we're going up to Toronto, Canada for the first time with Michael. The Sony Center for the Performing Arts is a really quite a big place, but uh, that's sort of predicated on the demand of him appearing in Canada as as one of the monkeys for the first time since 1969. You know, I, I'm a big fan of that 1969 tour, just the lore and, and all the different details from it. So it's going to be kind of historic and fun to be back there with him for that show. We're also playing in Kitchener 
at the center in the square on June the 19th, and then moving to the Keswick Theater, a spot of many, many monkey shows in the past. And that show is, and I've said some of these shows are close to selling out. That show is more or less sold out. I think there's maybe a handful of tickets, truly, 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 as far as what I saw on Monday's ticket count. So if you have any interest in seeing them at the Keswick Theater, run to get a ticket now because you'll be buying it from StubHub or somewhere else if you don't, uh, unfortunately. Then we're going to the Beacon Theater, which is a scene of many, many great monkey shows in the past, including 2011, 2012, and 2013. Uh, it's really great that we're going back there. I'm excited to ride in the little elevator to go upstairs to the dressing rooms and ride back down and have it take forever. But uh, the Beacon Theater is a really fun spot, and that's a place where I've gotten to see lots of shows over the years of other artists, so uh, it's always fun. We're also going back to the Paramount on June the 23rd. That's in Huntington, New York, and we did that with one of uh, we did that on one of the Michael Nesmith tours previously. And we're closing out in Red Bank, New Jersey, at the Count Basie Theater. And that show on June the 25th, I think, is sponsored by Little Stevens Underground Garage, and it's pretty close to selling out as well. So if you want a ticket for that, I would jump on it, and it should be fun. Maybe Little Steven will be there. Maybe they'll do. Uh, Birth of an Accidental Hipster or something with him, you know, because that was one of his favorite songs off of Good Time, certainly one of mine, you know. Absolutely, and they, they really showed a lot of love to the monkeys. They, they've always been supporters. They are the kings of cool on Sirius XM, and I, I happen to agree with them. <laughs> it was the song, I think, on the Good Times album that I kind of pressed repeat on so many times. I, you know, I, when that album came out, I never thought there'd be another Monkeys album that I want to listen to over and over again, like the uh, like the early records. And uh-huh. boy, you know, it went beyond all expectations. Really, really so pleased with how that album came out.
Andrew, I, you know, you've been more than generous with your time today, and I want to encourage anybody listening to get out there, support the band. We, we always say support them as a band or uh, their solo projects, but this is an incarnation of the monkeys you may never see again. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. And as he kind of laid it out for us, I can't believe I is, is this a scoop that they're recording a live album? Is, is that a scoop for us? This is a scoop. Yeah, you're the first to know about that. And I just want to say in closing that, you know, Michael and Mickey going out and doing this is, uh, is an amazing thing. It's going to be some amazing songs. But there's never a time when they're not talking about uh, David or Peter. You know, there's never a time when that's not a part of what's what's inside of them. I mean, they, they understand what they built with David and Peter is so special, and they really know that what it means to the fans, too. So so just so everybody's clear on that and where I'm coming from, too, that, that there's respect for all four of the guys. But it's wonderful to get to see them in any incarnation, and uh, and I'm just excited that they're going to be sharing their music again with the fans and, and sharing something brand new, too. I'm telling you, folks, you're, you're going to listen to that live CD at some point, and you're going to say, why didn't I go and see them? And I'm telling you, that get it while you can. Life is a limited time offer. Go out and see The Monkees Present, The Mike and Mickey Show. Thank you once again, Andrew. And I want you to clear this up. There, there, there is no truth to the rumor that you were trying to get Eminem to, to sponsor the tour. No, there is no truth to that. Uh, unfortunately... Due to legal restrictions with the uh, with the name, the monkeys, and everything, a sponsorship with Eminem is just not possible. So, fans are welcome to bring their own Eminems uh, hidden in their pockets. But you know, remember they, they melt in your mouth, not in your hands. So, be careful with those out there in the hot summer days. And do and, not throw them on the stage like the George Harrison Jelly Babies. Thing. No, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, but. Save your nickels and dimes because there's going to be lots of cool, interesting stuff on the merch table this year that we haven't had before. Uh, should be overall really a fun event. I'm, I'm looking forward to June 1st more than you know. Do you want to tell us what's on the merch table or one of the surprises? The surprise is that there this year is a whole new line of stuff, and you probably will not be seeing any repeats from the old tours. Um, so, you know, lots of exclusive stuff. Um, t-shirts and a mug and and all kinds of things and a really cool tour book i'm excited about it so fantastic well thank you once again and we will have you back to uh you know talk about what you've got next because i know you've got something up your sleeve i know rhino's gonna produce something something cool is on its way it it always is yeah i'll be back i'll be back tomorrow to announce the next monkeys thing (laughs) <laughs> remember what happened last time when I did oh that? yes I remember it was we did two instant shows just like that boom so anytime yeah. you want to come on and uh, promote anything we're here there are exciting things coming from both the monkeys and from the monkeys individually so uh, I look forward to those and look forward to telling you about them. excellent well thank you very much and we will see you out on tour go out and support the monkeys present the Mike and Mickey show Thanks, Ken. We'll see you. Bye. Yeah, bye. our show zilch is an online nonprofit monkeys audio fanzine made by fans for fans 
Any samples of music or interviews heard remain property of their owners. We are not related to the Monkees or any of their members past or present. We are not affiliated with Rhino or Ray Burke. If you hear anything you like from the band, go on Amazon or iTunes and buy it. If you enjoyed the show, like us on Facebook and rate us on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm your announcer, Chelsea Epstein, saying always take some time to monkey around. Hi again, fellow Monkees fans. Al Bigley here, also known as Mendrick the Magnificent. And your favorite humble mentalist, Alan Araculo Williams. We just wanted to let you know about our new Monkees podcast called The Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion. Well, we reminisce and ruminate along with you guys about our favorite entertainment entity, The Monkees. Who? Oh, oh, of course, The Monkees. We talk about anything and everything. Our own personal memories and opinions, watershed moments in the group's history. You'll hear my partner's famous, amazing remixes of your favorite monkey tunes. Who knows what else we can think of, depending on whether the brain cells work. That's right. Find us on our Facebook page. Just search for the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion. Or go to blogspot.com and search for us there. A monkey's podcast for everyone. The Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion. Check us out. Hi, I'm Megan from Same Page Cast. And I'm Craig from Same Page Cast. Hey, Craig. Where do you yes. go when you want to hear the latest monkey's news? Oh, come on. I go to Zilch. Of course, Zilch. And if you're looking for even more monkeys content, you can find us at Same Page Cast. On the Pods and Sods Network at iTunes. You know, the word oldies isn't a dirty word. Not in my book, anyway. Hey, this is Ghosty. How would you like to listen to a radio show that spins top hits, lost gems, and then some? from the glorious years between 1955 and 1972. One that features interviews with the likes of Julie Newmar, John Sebastian, Al Jardine, Mickey Dolenz, Don Wells, David Cassidy, Angela Cartwright, Bill Medley, Ronnie Spector, Connie Stevens, and many more. Well, the Vintage Rockin' Pop Shop is on the air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 89.1 WFDU-FM. That's in the uh, New York, New Jersey area. You can also listen to it live online by going to WFDU.FM. But there's an even easier way for you folks who aren't in the New York, New Jersey area and don't want to have to get up at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on a Sunday morning. You can listen to it anytime you want just by clicking the handy links over on our Facebook page. So go on to Facebook. You're probably already on Facebook. Look for the Vintage Rockin' Pop Shop. Like it, live it, love it. And thanks.